0: You are listening to the Shit You Can't Make Up podcast, a conversation with friends, hosted by Marisol Sanchez. Oh, hey, wait. Before we start the show, we have to remind you of our great sponsor, BetterHelp.com. Convenient, affordable, private online counseling anytime, anywhere. BetterHelp.com. It's professional. All counselors are licensed and accredited. It's affordable. Pay a low flat fee for unlimited sessions. And it's convenient. Do it at your own time and at your own pace. Check out betterhelp.com. And now, as they say, on with the show.
1: All right, so now we're recording, and you're aware that we're recording. <laughs> thank you. Um, so thank you for checking in and for listening. Um, for those of you that have listened for a while, you know that I moved to Wilmington, North Carolina, about 17 years ago, and um, being born in New York, raised in Miami, and worked in DC, um, it was sort of a cultural explosion in my life when I moved here to get married and have children. <laughs> um, but one of—I do have this very distinct memory that's going to lead to the introduction of my guest. Um, was at some point I was sad, depressed just didn't fit in motherhood was harder much much harder than it thought it was didn't I as i honestly thought i was the only liberal that i knew mm. <laughs> and i joined this uh, mother's group and your book was uh um, the book of the the what's the title the one with it, the prettier i'm trying to look oh anyway. we're just like you yeah, on the prettier, prettier mm-hmm. was our book club selection And I read it and I knew you were a local author, and I was so like, I want to meet her. I want to be friends with her. (laughs) Sweet. And that was probably 10 years ago.
2: Wow. So to have you on the
1: podcast is um,
2: a great honor. So thank you. No, the honor is mine. Thanks for having
1: me. So that is Celia Rivenbark,
2: (laughs) and thank you for saying Rivenbark because most people say Rivenbark. Really? Unless they're living here in Wilmington, they always get it wrong. Ah,
1: (laughs) well, that's like car and (laughs) cur, right? I had that wrong. I still don't know it. That's okay.
2: That's okay. You have to be born here to understand that one.
1: (laughs) So uh, you are an author of seven books. Yes, seven books.
2: I mean, know. And here's the thing. Seven books in 10 years. Now let that roll around your noggin because that's kind of mind blowing. When I look back on that, it, I can't, I'm like, cause now it's been since it, the last one came out in the 14, I think, or 13. And so here it is, 2017. And I'm like, what have I been doing? <laughs> you know, but when my daughter was very young, I just kept writing these books.
1: But you're also a columnist too. Okay? Yes, yes. So, I mean,
2: I am. Well, but that's just once a week and that's like super super easy. You yeah. know, it really is. That's just um cuz I've been doing it um really um Pretty much without interruption since like nineteen eighty nine. Let me read some of the titles, because okay. you
1: you get me at your titles. You're great Aww, at titles. Thank um, you. Of course, you read them. <laughs> okay, we have um,
2: Bellweather, which is mostly the subtitle is mostly sunny with a chance of scattered hissy fits, <laughs> and then the most recent one is "Rude Bitches Make Me Tired." <laughs> <laughs> And <laughs> we've got we've just, We're have just we Just Like You, Only Prettier, which it was the best seller of all of them. I'm not sure why, but it just is. We have You Can't Drink All Day If You Don't Start in the Morning.
1: Which, by the way, the next time we do this podcast, we've already
2: agreed before the that we will yes, drink. Yes, we will be drinking. <laughs> yes, that is correct. Seems only and this fair. one, I, I didn't know about this one. I'm well, excited. This is a, I just read the forward for that, and that's 27 Views of Wilmington. Um, now, the four of my titles, um, let's see what's missing here. We're missing... Uh, Stop Dressing Your Six-Year-Old Like a Skank. (laughs) And we're missing Bless Your Heart Tramp, which kicked it all off. That was the first one back in 2000. And we're missing... um, What else are we missing? There's one missing. It'll come to me. Um, Hmm. Well, I... um,
1: Seven... I'm just... uh, The idea that you've written Seven Bucks in Ten Years, (laughs) as someone who who writes, Mm -hmm. is... Because and and even knowing my writer friends is because it, we I you know I I think about writers is that we sit in resistance so much like we just it's like this painful process to just get a few words on
2: paper. I hear you, and and I hear people say that a lot. And a couple of years back, I was invited to speak to the um, the local uh, what is the North Carolina um, uh, the writers uh, network. Right. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, and they had their annual meeting out at Riceville Beach and I said something pretty pretty revolutionary, which was just really that um it, it turned out it was revolutionary. <laughs> um which it should not be you know, if you're it's like the old thing, if you're lucky enough to live at the beach, you're lucky enough. Mm-hmm. If you're lucky enough to be a writer that's, that's our
1: other guest which is a. Uh, My cat is in a bag
2: making noise. I apologize. Uh, That's Joey and Chandler, the Tuxedo Twins. I wonder where those names came from. But, yeah, I feel like um, it is not a painful process to me. Um, I find it's, and I don't mean, oh, la, la, look at me. It's so easy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that I just genuinely enjoy it. And um, it's kind of like I'd rather be doing that than the laundry you know, if I look yeah. at my... We're sitting getting an oil change. I, I consider it great fun. And,
1: and I think that comes out in your writing. What I see is... This is going to sound kind of woo-hoo, woo-woo-ish, but um, is that it flows. Like huh. you get... It, it flows. It's like you get That's a... very st- nice compliment. Complete sense.
2: So when I... I totally believe you that mm-hmm. it's, it's just flowing for you. Well, I appreciate you saying that. And, and I want it to seem effortless. I think when you write, if you... And I've had this happen, um, particularly with the column, not so much the books. But I set aside one hour to write that column. If it hasn't come out in an hour, we got to reboot. You know, go walk around the house, you know, come back to it the next day, whatever it takes. Because I I write in one sitting, I don't edit, and I hit the send button and we're done So That's it. That's awesome.
1: See, I'm more the, I'll write, I'll read it, I'll judge myself.
2: Don't No, none of that. Don't do that. I'll delete it. I'll no. start back. I'm a big believer in go with your gut and your first impulses. Right, ninety nine percent of the time, it's like when I bought my wedding dress. Well, you know, second wedding. <laughs> I um I I went in this I went in probably twenty stores, you know, and you know I went back to the first store and, and bought it. One. No, same I, thing.
1: I agree. I agree with you. And um, I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to just I I. I write by fiction and non-fiction. When mm-hmm. I write nonfiction, I've I've learned some lessons. Like you know what, this is not for anyone else to read. This mm-hmm. is a personal mm-hmm. journal.
2: That entry. should make you relax. <laughs> yes, that should cause you to relax a bit. And if
1: I feel forced, yeah. I used to like, oh, I have to have it every week at this date. It, it wasn't authentic. It was it was like right. oh, it was just a deadline, a right. self-imposed deadline. Right. Right. Um, and the pieces that I come from the heart, that I'm really contemplating, it's kind of encircling around in my life. And I write those, that's the ones that connect with people and they'll,
2: you know, comment, respond,
1: and so on. So. Right, right. Okay, I just
2: learned to right. try and let it flow. Well, I, as a humor writer, I have discovered the very few times that I have actually written serious pieces. Oh I, every now and then, I, maybe once a year, I'll throw in one just to keep them guessing. No, really, <laughs> just because something has happened that needs to be addressed. I remember when my husband's chemotherapy was done after six months, and I, I had taken a leave, and, and for six months I came back and I wrote about it. And those are the, I mean, those are the, and, and, and when my daughter graduated high school and went off to college, those from the gut columns, mm-hmm. those are the ones that readers respond to. Mm-hmm. And occasionally, as a humor writer, I, I think to myself, well, <laughs> you know, why why am I not just writing this stuff all the time? And the answer is, it's not where my heart lies. No, you no. And uh, you,
1: your voice is needed, too. Oh, right well, right? I hope especially,
2: so. I hope so. Especially
1: in this day and age, it's going to lead yeah. me to your new...
2: oh
1: dear um trump
2: yes Trump. let me ask
1: you a few questions sure did you or did you not think that bush was going to be the
2: worst i i'm old enough to remember nixon and i thought nixon was probably the worst the most contemptible um bush was not contemptible he was just not terribly bright it seemed like
1: I guess for I, I completely agree with you. For me that I thought when at the time Iraq and all that, I thought this is the worst it's gonna get. The pendulum's gonna swing the other way.
2: Right. And right. I thought
1: the pendulum had swing the other way with Obama. Yes. Um
2: we all did. And
1: I was so wrong. I was I know, so wrong that morning. I, mm-hmm. I, I posted on Facebook. Mm-hmm. I was skipping
2: my steps. Yes. Can't wait to celebrate oh, yes. with my oh, daughters. Honey, yes, I was insta with my Hillary hat. You <laughs> know, I was like, <laughs> this is the first day of the rest, rest of, of my the, life. Uh, I'm good. I'm so proud. You know, my daughter and I have bonded through, you know, oh yeah, whatever. Oh my
1: gosh. <laughs> I, um, I, I couldn't believe it was happening. Right. And, and I, it took, it's, I feel like I've processed most of it, though I I leave it open. That sometimes I process things many years down the line. But it was when I, I woke up at three in the morning because I had to go to bed when it started.
2: To turn. Yeah, same. And um, did you weep? I wept. Oh, I
1: I cried. For, <laughs> I the next day I went to the beach and just sat there crying because I didn't want my kids to see. it.
2: Mommy, I, what's
1: wrong? Well, they knew there's an awful <laughs> man in the White House. Well, I, I I wrote about this. I was like, I felt rejected as a woman. I oh felt yeah, rejected on as all fronts. Hispanic. Sure. I felt his, as yes, like I and I couldn't wrap my head around um, him winning or people that I knew voted for him. Like I, I think it made it forced me to look at people that. Well, it was not, It was actually a blessing. It forced me to look at people. And realize we're so much more than what we vote who or what we vote for. Um, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I went a different direction. (laughs) Yeah, wow, it did because I I think many of them didn't think he was going to win either. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I've seen them struggle. Like I want these are some of my best. I want to
2: see them struggle. I want them to suffer. (laughs) Okay, let's be clear. (laughs) That comes comes across very clearly. Yeah, let's be clear. They don't get a pass on this. The only ones that might get a pass. To me, because why not? I mean, I'm sitting in judgment because mm-hmm. I can. Um, I just, uh, the only pass you get is if you, particularly after Charlottesville, that to me was the Definitely. hard right turn. Mm-hmm. If you still support him after Charlottesville and his failure to condemn appropriately and constantly, I think you're saying, why, yes, as a matter of fact, I am a bigot and a racist. You know, that's who yeah. I line up with. You know,
1: yeah. I can understand. Yeah, yeah um
2: is that too harsh
1: no no <laughs>
2: <laughs> i think uh well I-, I won't be your friend i mean oh you honey you, not <laughs> you i'm talking but but yeah if you voted for him and you experience charlottesville and you see what he truly is made of finally finally if the scales did not fall from your eyes i, I don't you know yeah. may god have mercy on your soul
1: yeah i i i'm taking the the stance where I feel that people are popping at their own time. Hmm. Like when they're faced with. Oh, you're so nice. i are not
2: <laughs> nice like you.
1: It, this is all new. This is like the last five years. You're new to being nice. <laughs> not, I <doubt laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm new to <laughs> being as open and honest with my thoughts. Like, right, um, okay. Respect. But, and and I'm, I'm frustrated. I'm angry. I, I, you know, today there was a tweet from president Obama about Mexico. Hmm. There's a tweet about from President Trump about the Emmys and their low rating. Of course, it it's, yes, it's like every day. There's
2: He's a horrible small child, you know, having a tantrum. A small man, mm-hmm. you know, he
1: has a small penis. You I mean, are you for know, sure, you just, without a uh, doubt. Like,
2: there's no doubt.
1: There's <laughs> <laughs> no I have collected data, research on men, and let me just tell you, I, it's gotta be. Yeah, it's no. gotta be. <laughs> um, his his obsession with sizes and crowds and mm-hmm. things like that. It's Like, mm-hmm. dude, you are just highlighting your issue um (laughs) but when i say i feel badly for them i feel badly for them in the sense that everything like you turn on the tv you turn on the news you turn on twitter you turn on comedy uh, the Mm -hmm. evening yeah snl Mm -hmm. it's this constant bombardment of you fuckers! You did this to us. You, you know, and I get it. I get that the the sentiment might be correct, right, right. But it's we're all fallible, and it's for them. To
2: well, I, I'm not, but you know, <laughs> you know
1: proceed. <laughs> but I, I don't think the answer for liberals, and I'm a, a die blue heart, you know, yeah, first yeah, sure. generation. Um, my family's immigrants. Um, has you know, so I say that trying it trying to be more, I think, uh, spiritual than political in mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. way I deal with it. But then I could, you know
2: talked to like me like in I, six I months. Hear you. Six I hear months you. I
1: could be completely
2: I get exactly where you're coming from. And um
1: we're not going to convert them by making fun of them. No,
2: no, I agree. Yeah. Bill Maher has a bad habit of doing that. And he want, and he's, I don't my, think you do though, he's, that. He's, I hope so. not. No. He is his best example of what's wrong. You know, I, he's very funny, but he has no understanding of how people feel when he just continually denigrates them, you know, for who they are. And I'm talking about rural America. Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I don't like that. I I mean, I'm from rural America. I'm a product of an eastern North Carolina farmland, you know, not exactly a hotbed of liberalism. <laughs> but these are my people. Yeah. And um, you know, th- so I think there is a way to kind of straddle that without being um so incredibly offensive. Um I joke around a lot, um but really I just I I feel like it's important if I have what little platform I have, I feel it's super important that I use it, and it has made a lot of enemies for me. I was French, going to ask you a that. a lot of enemies. Did you
1: lose any readers?: I have and- lost
2: not only readers, but I have lost more to the point, and I haven't told anybody this before, but um I had a very uh well, for the uh, very um steady. Reliable income from speaking events. You know, I'm a corporate speaker. I do a lot of, um, newcomers groups.
1: Pardon? You're being
2: Dixie Chick. I'm being Dixie Chick. Oh, what good company that puts me in. I feel better already. Thank you for saying that. I haven't heard that before. Um, You just made it up. (laughs) It's wonderful. I am being Dixie Chick. Um, Yeah, and I've lost, I probably have 10% of the business I have, which is a huge difference in my income. And so I've had people say, well, if you would just, you know, um, go back to writing your little lost sock in the dryer stuff, you know, that, that daily, which there's nothing wrong with that, you know, nothing wrong with it. It just, for right now, it is too important to me that I use my platform for speaking out in hopefully in a humorous way against this foolish, foolish man.
1: And I think, I think it's an important voice for this reason because you are a Southern. Mm-hmm. Because you're a southerner, right. it is even right. more important to be out there and saying what you're saying. And when Thank I read you. your yes. stuff, I don't, I don't get. The, what I get turned uh, away from or find unattractive is when the people start making, you know, being cruel. Yeah, they, there's yeah. no
2: no fun, cruel is never funny. No, it's um, never funny. I never. Yeah, there, there are just certain things. After I've been doing this almost 30 years. I know the difference between funny, cruel, and just funny, yeah. funny. Yeah, And yeah. also, it is true. If you're a celebrity, a politician, the rules are not the same as if you're just a, you know, a homemaker in Burgal. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's yeah. not the same. You can't tear somebody apart. Yeah. If you're on a public stage, if you're the president of the United States and you're behaving like an idiot, yeah, we can call you out. And he makes fun, like, he makes fun of um,
1: Mexicans that's oh, yeah. cruel horrible, you know. horrible um, I mean it's just a constant like slap in the
2: face like of build the
1: wall build the wall you're gonna pay for the wall
2: Oh, um, I, I love the president <laughs> of Mexico visit that has pretty much um, told him exactly, exactly how well, likely that's yeah. gonna be
1: and um, <laughs> the way special needs on the film the way he talks about women I I, I pity him I truly pity him because oh, he's the like nice. the lowest denominator yeah, of a human yeah. being well, yeah well, honey, he doesn't know it, though. But he's totally unaware, right. which is kind of a, you know, ignorance is bliss. I guess so. I guess um, so. And yeah. Watching him suffer every day on Twitter, like, love me, love me, find me popular. Right. is like, Right. I, I feel pity for him. Oh, nice. Sp- more for yeah. Melania, because. Eh, you know what?
2: I don't have that much pity for her. <laughs> <laughs> I, you may have guessed uh, that. You yeah. may have guessed that. I, 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 but you know, I don't know if you've noticed this. I almost never mention her. Mm hmm because but i would i like to say that if you pulled up her her blouse you would see help me scrawled in her <laughs> she flesh does look like like, a yeah, like victim. the exorcist you know <laughs> help me <laughs> she does look like a victim. Uh, I think we're
1: all being victimized um i it's a crazy time it's a crazy time yeah and yes. i don't not that i want to get older at any faster rate than i'm already but um <laughs> i can't wait to see what the historical perspective on this time. Because yeah, living in it is, feels fucking crazy. I agree. That historical perspective, I'm pretty sure we're all just going to be shaking our heads. Like,
2: yeah, I think you're probably hell? right. <laughs> yeah, like, how did this happen? Our grandchildren will go, you did what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, it's just like, I still have moments where I say in my head, like, President Trump. That oh, I had to lo- teach oh. myself to do that after oh, he won. It right. was a, it was a, because it just, what I couldn't wrap my head around I it. Don't,
2: I don't know if I've... I'm, I'm not sure if I've actually used that phrase yet. Hmm.
1: I kind of felt I had to yeah.
2: for the office, not him. Yeah, sure. Um, well, I, love I this because but now you have to remember... Um, Everybody these days, the Trump people, um, the ones that still still are lockstep with him, they always say the same thing. They always, sooner or later in a conversation, will say, well, you know, I respect the office, you know, and um, you have it. to respect the office. I'm like, where were you in Obama time? Yeah, you know, no, that, that was t- a long, tough eight years while you were disrespecting our president.
1: From everything, he's not even. A, I mean, how much more? American, how much right. more offensive can you be right. than
2: you're not an American? Right. Yeah, you're trying to pull one over on us. I mean,
1: it, and that was Trump's doing. And remember? That, that was totally his yeah. doing, and it, that just is insanity to me. That uh, no, it's like
2: the, no. There's this. Um, there's just this disconnect.
1: That's where I think we as liberals have to be better.
2: That's mm-hmm. where I say, right. We sort of like to
1: quote Michelle Obama. I. I really that hit me that oh, I want to me. be
2: like that Take- I do Marisol I want to be like that <laughs> I want to be that kind of classy person but at the heart of it I'm still a Duplin County redneck and I'm when <laughs> they go low classy. I'm going lower
1: yeah. <laughs> no because I think but your your role is important because I think you can reach an audience of people who might not see that other perspective being a southerner so that I hope so. so like, I I thought, see, I thought Bush was the worst.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And then when they introduced Palin into the mix, I'm like, okay, <laughs> GOP's over. We're done. Yeah, like, we're done. I know, you know right? Um,
2: we didn't know what was out there,
1: though. So now I've it taught me this big lesson, like, don't make it. Don't, you know nothing. You don't know. Anything. Right, right. Um, I, I mean, I was Same. canvassing for Hillary. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. canvassing. I had no idea. People were like, I'm a little worried about, you know, my liberal friends would call me. And I'm like, no, I yeah blah blah blah. I had no way in my head Did I think he was going
2: to win. I, I was knocking on doors, um, election day. You know, I was I was out with a, canvassing in the in apartment complexes. Just happy as a clam, you know, just offering rides to the polls, although <laughs> kind of with a little bit, like you said, a spring in my step, yeah. sort of like, <laughs> this is just icing on the cake. <laughs> you know, North Carolina will go blue, <laughs> based on my survey. Yeah. 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 That I was, felt like, I felt like I really, really did not um, see that coming.
1: Yeah. I thought the biggest kick in the stomach I ever received politically was when Gore lost to Bush when he um right, when the Supreme Court gave
2: it to him right I he didn't really lose just like Hillary, yeah didn't really lose,
1: yeah exactly like yeah. yeah. really yeah. um, but this was a bigger, far bigger punch. Right. In the, it was a punch in the vagina It was <laughs> <a> <laughs> vagina, yes. yes, it was, it was we uh, all got him grabbed, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see the I have no like I used to feel like I could see where but I also check out I check out of the news. For my own mental health.
2: You know what? I did that all last week. I was on vacation. Rocky coast of Maine. No television. Okay. And and purposefully stayed off of social media as much as possible. I didn't see any new shows for seven, actually eight days. And um, it was. It was kind of, a, I needed that break. I think every
1: I think we all do. Especially yeah. after 9-11. I think we all yeah. are in this persistent breaking news. Everything's bad. Right. The world. And, it, you know, there's a lot of example of right. that. Um, I got because I get triggered for depression mm-hmm. so this is about five years ago I was what I used to watch MSNBC my little ones who are 15 now joke about uh how they grew up listening to MSNBC it was on the background I would cook dinner to Chris Matthews I always cook dinner to Chris Matthews <laughs> this is something I
2: shouldn't do every what?
1: night well when I was like dealing with the my emotions I, I realized mm-hmm. how much anxiety I was feeling like right that. so right. I was like All right, what am I listening to? What am I watching? I need to, and Mm -hmm, so I scaled mm -hmm. back. And then after Sandy Hook, super triggered. Yeah, oh, yeah. So i have kind of like, I want to be informed, and I still feel I'm I'm well informed, but especially with Trump, I feel,
2: President Trump,
1: I feel he's going to do something that's going to aggravate me every single day.
2: You're right, you're right. So he should come with a black box warning, I you know, really just, just print it on his head, you know. So
1: I can check out for a few days and then come back and mm-hmm. get caught up and mm-hmm. and not get triggered. Right. You know, with anxiety. I I have to. Cause right. I, mean, I remember inauguration weekend. I binge watch TV. I, I, like, I didn't have my kids that weekend. So I bought like all this junk food. I mean, I was prepared. Sounds fun. Yeah. I was like. Yeah. I gotta take
2: care of me. Nice. <laughs> I like the way you take care of yourself. You yeah, binge watch. I'm with you. That's why I I cannot. I have to calm myself. And and like you, I binge watch. So I something innocent. I've been watching. Call the midwife. You could not get further away from what we go through with this fool in the White House than to watch Call the Midwife.
1: <laughs> so, um, yeah, that was. I wanted to talk to you about Trump because. I, I love everything that you've
2: um, Well, it's a different it's a difference. I've lost some papers, I've picked up some papers. Um it's been a real like <laughs> kick in the vagina. <laughs> a kick in the wallet. But um you know You should write about it. Um yeah. Um you could
1: call it dick being Dixie Chick.
2: Yes, I like be I could I certainly could do that. Um I could write about being Dixie chicked. I love that. Um you know it's it's weird um again it's it's like i will often if i find myself writing a column um and i find myself getting more bitter than funny i have to you know start again you know it that's that's the danger of becoming more bitter than funny and frankly the one that i wrote for this coming week um is probably 50/50 bitter funny but it had to be done
1: the topics though that- be
2: a little kinder to yourself. You, he's giving you a lot to work with. I know. Like, what am I supposed to I do? I mean, it's not like he's doing. Lo- I mean, oh. what am I? Su- how am I supposed? To my, um, I have a, you know, the column runs, and I, yeah, I don't know, maybe thirty, forty papers, something like that. That's why it's never, never write about local issues. People say, "Oh, do something on city council." i not. I really can't do that. But um, I've had people, a couple of the editors, from um, say to me uh, or email me and say, "Oh, come on, let's give Trump a rest this week." And I'm like, "I just, it's not up to me. It's bigger than me, you know."
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I hear you. Um, do you get to choose your topic? Or- oh yeah. yeah,
2: oh completely, yeah. And and they can choose not to run it. Yeah. And um, I had that. Um, I've had that happen where sometimes, um, and I understand it. It's, it's not my call. You know, it goes to a syndicate. It goes to, it's distributed by um, the Chicago Tribune, the Tribune media services. So if, if some papers just say, Oh my God, not, not more of this, you know, mm-hmm. that's fine.
1: I would, this is what I would suggest to get uh, the speakers, um, your know, request for speakers, mm-hmm. it, speaking engagements? Mm-hmm. um, Rebrand a little bit to following your passion because that's big right now. You know, there's like coaches are popular, and right.
2: Following your pa- right? Following
1: your passion, you're following your passion. passion to
2: the poor house. that's where I'm following it. Yeah, you lose 90% of your income, but speaking pays is a hell of a lot better than writing. Let me just be clear there's, that is a that's where the money is, and um, yeah, I, but uh, again, um, I've got and I've got a couple of uh, things coming up, um. A couple of speaking things. And I had to assure them that it will be Southern humor. You know, it's not going to be political. And that's not because I'm selling my soul. It's because this is an audience that just needs. I do a lot of um, breakfast motivational stuff. Yeah. Trump does not motivate anyone. So, you know, that's, yeah. so we, I, I do a lot of wisdom from Southern humor is my platform sort of here's, here's the stuff we can learn from the South. There mm-hmm. is a lot of wisdom if we pay attention. So that's kind of my, my shtick, but they don't know that because they instantly cross me off as she's going to talk, talk about, about Trump, Trump and politics. It's eight o'clock in the damn morning. We can't handle this. Yeah. So I either have to assure them or, but most of the time they don't believe me mm-hmm. and they drop off. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about that off
1: of me. i have some suggestions (laughs) um all right so let's move on to talking about being southern because i moved Mm -hmm. to wilmington and i was so judgmental of southerners and the south and i i didn't know like i was racist i didn't know it and i i didn't you know wouldn't have believed that of myself
2: do you think we we're all rednecks? Kicking, uh, not now. now. Kicking the chicken shit out from between our toes. <laughs> not,
1: not now. This is me 18 years ago. Right, right. Rolling in from the big city. Mm-hmm. I was like, where's the hay rolling down the street? I mm-hmm. just, I came in with an asshole attitude.
2: Oh, um, I
1: doubt that. No, really. I'm a totally different person than I was. <laughs> okay. Hi. But um, I have had three children here and... It is a beautiful place to raise mm-hmm. children. Mm-hmm. Um, lovely people, beautiful town. I mean, you yeah. look at the sky. You walk your animals, and y- yeah. you can't help but feel the grace of God. It's a beautiful, You're exactly right, beautiful town. Mm-hmm. So I've done a one eighty. I, you know, I mm-hmm. still I have to leave sometimes. I mm-hmm. have to go out of town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Recharge. Do a little city. Uh, when things get political, like local and state level. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't understand it. Like, I just don't, like, the bathroom bill. Like when I, no,
2: I, Nobody understood that. It I was crazy.
1: tell my friends uh, all the time, I'm like, I become a Republican on tax day. Because <laughs> I never have ever been so upset about, I've always been, you know, the liberal that's like, oh, well, it's going to public, you know. Right, right. Until I lived in North Carolina. And now it's like, it's bitter to write every single penny because I might.
2: You're afraid it's going to the wrong place. I know. It, well,
1: the, you know, everything they do, um, the gerrymandering that yeah. they do and everything. Yeah. It's just and this, you know, the bathroom, uh, all the stupidity. It's like yeah. we're on the national news for being dumb. I know, I know,
2: I know. It's very uh, the only good. The only good thing that's happened is, um, at least we have Roy Cooper in the yes. governor's mansion. Boy, that was he squeaked was through
1: a little bit of joy on that. A little bit day. of joy. That's
2: all we could cling to. But, yeah, I mean, and and I spend a lot of time, I actually call and write my representatives. I do, too. And um, as so, many, so many of us do. Um I, There are very few women friends I have that don't spend a lot of time doing that. It's just kind
1: of become a thing in my life. It's a thing. Like, I get, a thing. I get the text. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you get the text. Right. And, you know. Um, yeah. It's like, it, it's when I'm in the car.
2: <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know it's a Sisyphus rolling up the hill kind of a thing. But, but yes, of course, you know. um You know, moms against um, gun violence, that sort of thing, you know, try to keep up with that and um, support them in any way I can. Here I sit, you know, um, really, I I come from a town where literally um, (laughs) my insurance agent is still in Wallace, and he told me a funny story, and he said, we're going through my belongings. He said, well, Celia, how many guns do you have? And I said, I don't have any guns, Cam. And he goes, he goes, what are you talking about? You don't have any guns. And he said, if you, what if you get stopped by a patrolman around here or, or sheriff's deputy or a town cop? He said, they're going to ask you, do you have any weapon in the car? And if you say no, he's going to say, wait right here and he's going to bring you <laughs> one. <laughs> So I realized being um, anti-gun, um, anti-gun violence, more to the point, um, in eastern North Carolina is pretty out you're, there. You're in a little bit of a minority. It's pretty out it's there, a yeah, out, it's pretty yeah. out there. But then when you see stories about, um, I think just in the paper today in the Star News, there was an editorial reprinted from, uh, one I think, Chicago or Dallas. And anyway, 23... Children a day are killed with gun violence. I mean, I heard it's insane. The
1: statistics are, uh, it's insane. I, you know, the my my brother was shot in the head when
2: I was nine, so he oh, died. And I'm the, so sorry. That's horrible.
1: Yeah, and he, um we didn't have any, much money, so the we had to do the wake where you have him in the casket. Right. But I was nine, so right. really, and the bullet wound. Um, you could, they didn't do a really good job of right. like masking it.
2: Oh dear!
1: So, I've always hated guns. Like sure. before, if not even at that
2: age for you. That had to be scarring. I mean, and oh. so just, just that's oh. Um, it is, so I've
1: always hated guns. I, I've never wanted a gun around me. Um, mm-hmm. I, I think I've actually stopped dating people that were big on guns. Mm-hmm. It's just not, you know, it's no. But I, I was never like, "Oh, we have to repeal the Second Amendment." No, mm-hmm. like I just figured it, that's law. Mm-hmm. All I'm asking for, as yeah. a woman, as a mother, mm-hmm. is just
2: sensible. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, that's you, it. We're not wild-eyed banshees wanting to take your guns away, but the NRA has portrayed us as that. And
1: they—that's the part. That's where I'm like, I think what we need to do as liber- liberals, and you know, those kind of. We're really bad at marketing ourselves. They're you're brilliant. So right.
2: They are brilliant. Yes, they are. How they
1: how they own Trump in Christianity?
2: Yes, that was a tough one, wasn't That's it? A fight. Wasn't you're it? like
1: you're you you've got. <laughs> You've got all the white people. Excuse me. You've got the flag, and you got Jesus.
2: Yeah, really. <laughs> like, yeah, slam dunk. Okay, it's we're a trifecta. The, we're the
1: elitist assholes because we've got right. education. Right, right. I right. have you know more of a say, be equal. Like, yeah,
2: what is wrong with us? What are we thinking? Thought. Yeah, it, it truly is. It's well said.
1: But I do think <laughs> that, the, that liberals have to get better about messaging, and yeah, we are. It's um, true. How we we suck unless, at it. We suck. We totally we suck at John messaging. We are <laughs> Oh, yes, yes. <laughs> um, but so were you always the liberal in the Southern? Yeah, year? yeah,
2: for real. Um, and well, I was raised by um, two people. My, my mother and my father were very opposed to uh, racism, bigotry. I grew up that way. My father was the only white school teacher in an all-black elementary school and, um, we were raised to to respect people equally, certainly right, and you know um I'm not saying every friend I had growing up was not raised that same way, but there was a fair amount of casual use of the n word for example mm-hmm. um and it i it was yeah it was it was yeah, it was kind of different <laughs> <laughs> um
1: i so I'm going to ask you a question. <laughs> okay. So when I moved here, I was okay. I grew up Catholic. Mm-hmm. Then, my, after my brother's death, my mom kind of went a little, and un, un, you know, understandably crazy. Sure. And um, went through all the Southern Baptist religion,
2: like all of them. Like I, she was Catholic, and she went to Baptist.
1: She that's where she it's ended. Unusual. And we, she took a route through there with okay. snake charmer. Every okay. kind of.
2: Ugh, yeah. Um,
1: character of religion Mm -hmm. I saw (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Um, in those formative years so I in my head never verbally in my head was like this is not I I, I was able to I mean we would go to Bible study in the morning Mm -hmm. three times a week it was like I was brought up in this world, right? And then the, when I would go see them on the pulpit, and it'd be like three hours of them just, demo, you know, up there and talking about homosexuality, just things that oh dear, I was able to in my head say, "This is a, If this is God, I don't want to have anything to right. do with it." So right. when mm-hmm. I was, you know, went through college, whatever, I was the agnostic. Mm-hmm. The time I had children born here in Wilmington, mm-hmm. I was full-blown atheist. I was like, mm-hmm. "There's nothing. <laughs> this mm-hmm. is you know." Now I'm not it, through mm-hmm. the big change of the last couple of years and everything. I've I've come back to be incredibly trying to find God. Trying mm-hmm. to I, when I went through a really bad divorce five years ago, something was missing. I, I needed yeah. to pray. Yeah. So it took me down this rabbit hole of trying to figure out what I believed in. Right. And where I'm at is basically such a, a hard. Thing to be in Wilmington <laughs> which mm-hmm. is I'm not Christian I, mm-hmm. I've i come to the be- personal belief that I think Jesus was an incredibly self-evolved man mm-hmm. like the Buddha mm-hmm. he prayed, he meditated, he vibrated at a much higher uh, level he would come into communities and people could feel that, mm-hmm. he helped the poor he was a wonderful a- an example for all- everyone Right? did I think he was born of a virgin died and came back three days later Not no and when I say that, like, you mm-hmm. I don't go around saying, hey, I don't believe you. Like, you right, know, right, right. Something comes up in a conversation. Yeah. And they're like, wait, you're not Christian? And it's like, well, no. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: you <laughs> can't play with our toys anymore. <laughs> well, you like, They both
1: take their children, hold them a little right. tighter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that always interested me about being, because, you know, in other cities, you can kind of get away with it. Yeah. Well, it's the
2: Bible Belt. Sure. And, and, um, I, I'm very active and a lot of people are shocked when they hear this. I'm extremely active in my church. My husband's active in our church. We have been for, since 19, we got married in that church in 89. So, you know, we, we are both, um, yes, very, very loyal Methodists. <laughs> now, the, the problem with that is that as, as we have gotten, you know, I mean, I've always been liberal. He's certainly liberal. Um, it's hard to reconcile the Methodist Church's um, written down um rules version of how they, for homosexual marriage, for example, you know, mm-hmm. big poo-poo, big ban, big, you know, don't don't stir this pot, you know, this is, uh, so we're having a little bit of a struggle with that. A little you crisis. Know? <clears throat> a little bit of a crisis of faith on that one. Not faith in God, faith in that the Methodist Church will do the right thing. This is our church. We love it. And um it has caused some, you know, it's it's caused some problems, you know. Just um, you don't want to feel like you're going, you're 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 in with people that that don't hold your values necessarily um, on things that really matter.
1: Yeah, <laughs> you can just take that view of you're just waiting for them to pop.
2: Yeah, so should, so yes. it's like popcorn. Yeah, pop it. Well, and and, and and you so know when they're going to pop when they're going to pop on that one issue that we part on. They're going to pop when son or daughter comes home exactly. and says, I'm gay, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then it's it's like, um was it Dick Cheney or who was it that had the... the Dick Cheney has a gay daughter. Right. Well, he was like, rah, rah, you know, kill the gays until mm-hmm. that happened. And yeah. then it's so different. It's yeah. so different when it's your kid.
1: Well, and I, I'm less worried about that issue because of the younger generation. Like yeah.
2: Oh, I have high hopes for yeah, them. Yeah, not, my daughter would laugh. She's she's like, what are you talking about?
1: They're That's, like, they're yeah. not even. Yeah. I never heard the word buy. Right. Probably until my 30s. Mm-hmm. And they're like, Oh, she's pansexual and she's this. and I'm like, yes, can't keep
2: up with all my initials, you know? I think y'all are just horny. Oh, stop. yeah, right. Right, right. I, I, somebody said last week, I, she said, well, you're cisgender. And I'm like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, sisters. Yeah, we're <laughs> sisters, <laughs> baby. I don't know what cisgender means. I believe it's hard
1: to, it, it, the way I read it is worse if you are straight identified. And yeah. like the person at the office, you
0: straight. It's, okay. a, it's a modern
1: phrase. Okay. It's a modern phraseology. Okay. That's the way I read it. All right, yeah. Um uh, right. Pansexual is someone who's attracted to who they're attracted to. Okay. All right. Again, I would say that's just someone who's very open.
2: Yeah. 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 I th- I like it. I like it. I think you might be right about that. But
1: um, <laughs> but I I feel like that issue, which I was really passionate about, mm-hmm. um, will work itself through, you know, the fabric of our country mm-hmm. soon enough. Or not soon enough, but eventually. Gosh,
2: I hope so. Guns, I, uh, I,
1: I yeah. mean, after Sandy Hook, mm-hmm. I I have to be honest. I kind of gave up. Yeah. I kind of gave up because yeah. I couldn't imagine a country where we could. If you just watch the news for an hour and right. saw those children, saw it. Right. Nothing, not, nothing, nothing changed. Nothing changed.
2: Obama, you remember that, how he wept. I don't think, I think, and I read an interview with him, like an exit interview, and he said that that was the thing that he could not get passed. I mean, he he could not believe that he couldn't get support, you know, to have some gun sense legislation passed.
1: And that's when you look at, you know, people talk about, you know, the liberal media and this and that, and I'm like bitch you're in mm-hmm. the nra's pocket you're in the pharmaceutical right. rest
2: part you're in the right. beer right
1: pocket right. like you
2: <laughs> right don't mean you bitch
1: but you know what I mean. <laughs> uh,
2: no that's that's so true our laws so are not true. dictated
1: by anything other than money you're right you're exactly right
2: you're exactly I, right
1: i feel like but i do feel like a bad liberal in that sense because i i <laughs> the fight's just not in me for it right no, now No, you
2: know what you're just um you know you, you've got kids a life you know um Sometimes it's okay, I think, to just put it on the back burner while you breathe a bit, you mm-hmm. know. Um We we just have to get back out there. Take a rest and get back out there. Yeah.
1: I'm feeling which is surprising because I was like a self hating Latina. I wanted to be <laughs> I wanted to be blonde, I wanted my name to be Jennifer and I wanted to be Jewish when I was growing up. because <laughs> oh, y'all seem to have it better. That's hilarious. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um but I feel
2: now. Even after Jane the Virgin, who everybody <laughs> no, no. loves. <laughs> now, I, now,
1: again, the whole you know, transformation of the last five years, now I've become really, I feel Trump has brought out at me my love for my culture. Good, like, what
2: good. The, you know? Well, he finally got some, so, something positive. <laughs> All right,
1: nice. But because that, that was shocking to me. It was like, wait, hold because, you know, you see racism, you understand racism as a concept. Yeah, as a concept. Um. But I honestly first generation, I don't think I was exposed too much to it right. growing up in Miami. Right. So to me that was like, wait, hold up. Yeah. That's no one else see that? And amazing enough, not only did they not see it, they were like Okay hey, with it. Yeah. High five. Yeah. Build that yeah. Wall. yeah. Like, yes.
2: I know. It's crazy. So it's <laughs> he is playing with that back.
1: Um, well, thank you so, so much for coming. Thank you for
2: having me um, as we talk about my cat continuing to be obnoxious. Oh,
1: perfect. <laughs> so I'm going to, we got these books uh-huh. and you're going to sign them. Uh-huh. And um, I think I would like to do something kind of fun with how to get it out. So I think I was going to ask the readers and the listeners uh-huh. to send us a... How are you processing? Okay. <laughs> how are you working through this? That's a great idea. This Trump idea. And That's terrific.
2: I'll send these books out to them. Awesome. I'll let you do it. Awesome. Wonderful. So if you have a
1: funny Trump story.
2: Yes. Um, or send, how you're dealing with it. Send it to Marisol and win a book. <laughs> I love a book. it. <laughs>
1: Thank you so much. Please, please do this again. I would love to do this uh, with sure. alcohol. Heck yeah.
2: We'll do it. It's a date. <laughs> I need to ask you your advice
1: for my love life.
2: Oh my
0: goodness.
1: <laughs> <laughs> All right.
0: That's the show. Thanks for tuning in. Listen to Marisol every week by hitting the subscribe button and share the blog and podcast with your friends and family. Want more Marisol? Check out her blog at shityoucantmakeup.com or find her on Instagram at Marisol Podcast or, of course, on Facebook. I'm Sean, the producer, and you can hear me on Dadson, all one word, D-A-D-S-O-N Podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast or find me on Instagram. We'll see you next time.